Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So this is the Friendly Bear Book Club. I'm here with uh, Michael Matthews. Uh, we're going to talk about the Market Wizards today. Um, been meaning to get this to do this one as it's fresh in my head because I, I went over a lot of the books of uh, Market Wizards recently, and, and especially when I, I interviewed Jack Schwager. And what came to mind immediately uh, was like Michael Matthews' notes. So he has a ton of notes on Market Wizards that he, you know, we, he shared with me. Um, a while ago, man. It must be like a while ago. Maybe it was like nine months ago or something like that. Yeah, like but March or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really great notes. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me uh let's do I was gonna do a solo version and I was like, oh, let me let me invite Mike on see so you like you can share information and talk about the books and yeah, it's a book club. Yeah. So yeah, what's up, Mike? Yes, yeah, so how how you doing? What's going on, man? Uh pretty good, man. Just kind of over here working and uh you know me, man, just hitting Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. Usual. So, yeah. So just uh, for the people who know, uh, we traded the pre-market today. You took like a nap. <laughs> yeah. You're back at it. <laughs> yeah. It's a cat nap. Um, but yeah. So, so how do, let's see, how do we start? Okay. So I want to, I want to mention, so Jack Schwager, the story is, okay. So he worked at this corp, uh, commodities corp and, uh, was like a, like a trading firm back in the day, like in the, in the eighties, I believe. Yeah. And he met he met Michael Marcus. And that was the first, I think that was his name. Let me see. Michael. I wrote it down. Yeah, my, Michael Marcus. And uh Michael Marcus was the guy that uh and they became really good friends. That was like so I think he was mm-hmm. interviewing to take Michael Marcus's job. Yeah. I he was replacing him. I think that's so, right. Something like that. But they became really good friends. And uh Michael Marcus, he I like the chapter. I think he's he's mostly known for breaking news. So I remember one, I don't know. Uh, so, okay. So he, one trade he did, and I think he was never able to replicate it was um, he traded gold in 1979 when he was in Hong Kong and he got the news way ahead in Hong Kong before New York. Cause everybody was asleep. Okay. So that, so like that's breaking news, but that kind of reminds me how we do the pre-market when everybody's asleep, we're taking it, we're, we're up and ready, you know? So that's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's uh, it's an inefficiency we're exploiting, and at the time he, he, that was the inefficiency, and you know they didn't have computers and stuff relaying the information as fast back then. Yeah, yeah. But that was cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What? Well, uh, anything you want? If you want to jump in anytime. Yeah, I think uh, some market wizards. You know, I've mentioned a few times. It's one of my top, absolute favorite books for a lot of reasons. It. You know, the notes that I have, essentially what they do is they, they break down um, kind of the key chapters or really the key subjects that um, I think are really important to help you succeed in trading. So, 
you know, with the notes, I just, I separated them out. It talks about, you know, if you're getting kind of egotistical, how to, how to work on that, you know, how to be more humble, you know, goal setting, position sizing, like all the big topics and, um, you know, all the, the top traders and investors kind of give their input on it. So it's good to kind of, you know, you're getting advice from the top dudes on, on stuff that can really help you succeed, you know? Yeah. You know, um, that's the, the, the market wizards. I think it's like when people ask me, you know, Hey, David, on Instagram or Twitter. Hey, I'm just starting out, man. Can, can you help me out over here? And I was like, you know, first thing, okay, I, I'll, I'll give you some, you, here, here's your homework. Read this book and come back to me when you're done. Yeah. Uh, read it as soon as you can. And then come back to me. That's a, it's a really good foundational thing. You can't go wrong with market wizards. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I think that stuff like all the time, I mean, I have it printed out right here. So if I'm in a losing streak, Boom, I can just quickly reference like, okay, you know, just good reminders like, all right, here's how I should handle the losing streak. Maybe downsize or, or take a break, you know? Yeah, that's pretty sick the way you, you categorize them. I'm looking at your notes right now. If one is like goals, novice advice, traits of a successful trader, stop losses, risk control, taking profits, position sizing, handling a losing streak, dealing with a loss common mistakes, ideas, yeah, humility, trading rules. So like you separated these into categories and you, and you put all their quotes as you uh, saw fit, as you read the book and you yeah. still use it, you know, and th- when did you do this? These notes, these are old notes, I think. Yeah. It's maybe back in like January, shortly after I, I started doing it full time. So yeah. So then you still refer to it all. Oh, you have it by your desk, you know? That's, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It's a, a quick reference sheet for whatever I need to look at. You know, it's just, boom, I got my tabs out there and it, it, it works really well, you know? Yeah. No, great notes, man. Um, all right. And, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to mention too, that, that Jack Schwager, he started the, the market wizards as a hobby, as a side hobby. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't yeah, know and, and he wanted to, um, meet traders and get involved. Like he was like a, uh, a, how do you say it? Like a, like a stock market, um, enthusiast. Okay. I don't think he ever was a good trader. I didn't ask him that in person. I don't know. Yeah. Like, hopefully he doesn't watch this. He's getting you know, like, oh, David called me out. But uh, <laughs> but um, he was an enthusiast and he would go and spend, you know, have the book as an excuse to go read, meet the traders and write about oh, their story. Cool. He would spend time with them for like a couple of hours. Um, and yeah, you know, and just would, uh, some of them turned them down in the beginning. And then like, they still met up with him like off the record. And then they're like, Jack kind of swayed them on to like being, bringing the, their story onto the book. Oh, that's cool. So, that's cool. Yeah. You know, um, my favorite, well, from talking with Jack, I couldn't find the chapter on Edward Thorpe. I know it's there somewhere, but I couldn't find it on my audio version. Okay. You know, Edward Thorpe, did you go over that one? I probably have some quotes. I, I gotta relook, but, yeah, so he's the guy that did the the whole um he beat the odds in gambling in Vegas and all that. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, he went to UCLA for uh math he was in the physics department, I think, and then he switched to mathematics for odds and he was like a genius. I think he became a partial a part-time professor and then he went to Vegas and like beat the dealer and they used to have like a system for beating the dealer and he would get kicked out of the casinos. Okay. And then he went into like uh, using that method for the markets. And um, 
And then he came up with, you know, the whole Kelly Criterion is a massive oh, book. Yeah. You, you okay. probably like that. You, I know you like that stuff. So you probably yeah, got to check that out. Um, but yeah, so Jack was telling me uh, that his favorite wizard was the, to spend time with was Edward Thorpe. You know, he was really, really uh, laid back kind of guy, like like a normal dude, you know, even though he was this big market wizard. Yeah, and he, he spent time with him. I think in California, he came over to California for uh, I think it was like a couple of weeks. He spent like two okay. weeks with, with the guy and, and hung out with him and stuff. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh that's so th- these market was they have like different strategies. So you got Michael Marcus with the news. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Tudor Jones would go over sentiment. Yeah, Thorpe would do like the the Vegas odds thing. Oh, Ed, Seco- Ed Seco- Sequoia? Se- yeah, Sequoia. Yeah, he he was the MIT grad. Um, uh, you know, was really crazy with the computers back in the day. Right. Um, you know, uh, and you, let's see, Richard Dennis, Marty Schwartz, Larry Hype. Um, so which one was your favorite? Oh, man. Um, I, you know... That's a, that's a good question. I don't. I didn't really have a favorite one. I just think what what's interesting is you have dudes that are are trading it all different ways, like what you're talking about. But they all generally come to the same fundamental principles in their you know opinions on these different topics. I think that was the biggest takeaway I got from this was you can trade the market in so many different ways, but there are fundamental you know, principles and, and foundations that you you need to really learn and understand, regardless of, of what you get into Forex options, you know, yeah. stock trading. And so I didn't have a necessarily a favorite section, but my my favorite thing I pulled out was like there's so many fundamental principles that you know are just a really good good truth. Yeah. You, know, you know now now Mike, we were talking before the before we turned this on about how like uh the views on like your videos would go you know like this you remember you were i think it related to the market wizard stuff so like the views would be you would have a lot of views for the stuff that's like instant but you you know like instant fix or instant way to make money with the stuff that like to work on position sizing or to work on uh psychological not psychological or like you know other things that leads yeah. up to the that you you build up towards you know and then then you can figure out a strategy that works that's actually that comes after you know right right you learn how to position size first so or you, you know what i mean so yeah well, well you want to re- reiterate that a little bit yeah so i think it's you know i'm i'm still new into trading specifically but you know in in the training for the army or training for the olympics i mean it's all kind of the same stuff it, 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 you can even apply it to maybe a new job but um it, it's not you know limited to just trading but it's to really i think do well in, in anything you want to do it goes back to the quote like you have to do the 90 percent, or, or how does a quote go i'm butchering it but you know, you have to do what the 90% of people don't do. So like whatever that boring, non-glamorous hard work is, that's actually what you should focus on. You know, Michael Jordan, 
Yeah, everyone sees him when he's playing, but nobody sees him when, you know, he's out there 12, 1 a.m. shooting thousands of free throws. Like, that's the hard work that, that people don't like talking about. So trading, you know, it could be anything from position sizing to working on your own discipline to, um, you know, coming up with a plan, you know. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of it where in the chat or whatever, you know, some dude's got a ton of money on the line and they're asking the chat for advice, like, Hey, where should I get out of this trade or, or what should I do about this? You know? And if you're already asking questions on what you should be doing, you shouldn't have got in the trade in the first place, in my opinion, because you're going blind, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's doing the, just doing the hard, the hard work. That's not glamorous. It's not, because that that's how you build a good foundation before you can actually go and trade. Because if you're not building those good habits, then one, you're going to have a super tough time actually, you know, succeeding in trading. And then, you know, good luck if you want to start sizing up. It's almost like you're going to blow your account even faster at that point, you know. So I think it's, you know, it goes back to like people like a quick fix. They like the Amazon two-day shipping you know, give me success in two days, but, you know, for, for consistent profitability, it requires way more than that. You know, if you want to gamble, that's, that's way different, you know? So I think that's, uh, that's kind of my take on that, but yeah, I don't know if that um, sort of answers a question or not, but yeah, no, it definitely does. So you, you like, I'm looking at your notes right now. It says that from the market wizards and the one, one section says traits of a successful trader. And this is by Kovner. I think it's Brett Kovner. That's his name. But um, yeah. it said, so he, he says, they are disciplined enough to take the right positions. A greedy trader always blows out. I know some really inspired traders who never managed to keep the money they made. Intellectually, he knew markets much better than I did, yet I was keeping money and he was not. So, you know, it's like discipline. It's like you got to work that muscle of discipline in all types of ways. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like building that foundation um and that's you can't get that from a, a five minute video that someone says hey how to make a million dollars in a month or something you know it's just not gonna right. but right. see but but that's what people go for you know that's that's what gets a million views that's what goes viral or whatever you know the the video about talking about discipline and position sizing and and uh studying and reading the market wizards um over a period of time that doesn't get a million views. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why I like market wizards. I, I would say that that would, you know, be a mandatory reading. You know, if I had a client I was working with or a new trader, I'd say, all right, you got to read that first because they kind of talk about like trade systems, but for the most part, it focuses on all the traits that can make you a successful trader, like goal setting and, and all those, you know, peripheral skills that that i would say should be your your main focus you know before you actually kind of dive in heavily you know what i mean yeah um yeah like for example like it's stuff that applies for all types of trading like i'm looking now at your notes again this, about stop losses and risk, risk control that, that applies for everything forex options stocks yeah. uh crypto whatever it is is so one i think paul tudor jones and this one says don't focus on money Focus on protecting what you have. Right. And, and 
he wasn't sure what his position risk was. I always define my risk. I don't have to worry about it. As Paul Tudor Jones, um, the objective is always minimize your risk. You know, I try very hard to risk more than 1% of my portfolio on any single trade. I try very hard not to risk. Second, I study the correlation of my tw- of my trades to re- reduce my exposure. A mistake in position correlation is the root of some of the most serious problems in trading. If you only have eight correlated positions, then you are really trading one position that is eight times as large. So, you know, it's it's then he's getting deeper into position sizing. Yeah, exactly. So like, yep. But you've got to get yourself ready for that. You know, like don't focus on the money. Focus on protecting, you know? Yeah, because it's sort of if, if you yeah, know, there's a quote somewhere in there, but it says like, if you, I, I'm, I'm butchering the quote, but I mean, the notes are like 20 pages long, so I'm not going to go through. Oh, yeah, it's, it's loud. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, sh- I, could, I could use control F, but, you know, it says like, if you want to trade, you, you have to like, you got to survive first. You know, you, the goal is to risk because you got to risk to make money. But before you can do that, like you have to make it to the next day of trading. So your first goal should be, you know, defense. How do I conserve the money? So if a trade's going against you, have a predetermined you know stop specifically on stop losses. And why are you doing that? It's not so for any reason except to just protect that capital. You're preserving. So you know what? Hey, let me take it on the chin. I took that loss, but I can come back tomorrow if yeah. and actually hit the bigger trade. Because if you don't preserve, you know, if you don't protect yourself, then how you know you're gonna who knows, blow your calendar or you may not last long enough to actually take advantage of those nice big wins, you know? Yeah. And, and also to add, you're going to know more later on. So you need to get the reps in. Right. You know, you know, it's like, even me, man, I've, I've been trading for a few years now and just, uh, when I, I've been in Puerto Rico and surrounded by other traders, I was talking to you like the past six months. I I know, like, I know way more. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, you know, me against the old, the old six months ago, David, um, the only edge that David has is that he's a little more naive and that sometimes, you know, you can get the bigger wins cause you're naive, yeah. but not, you know, and, but I, I, I like the more knowledge. I'll take the more knowledge any day over being more naive, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, so I'm looking at this other quote by Richard Dennis right now too. He talks about that. So he goes, uh, don't, this isn't all you put. So trade small because that's when you are as bad as you're ever going to be. Yeah. Learn from your yeah. learn from your mistakes. Don't be misled by the day-to-day fluctuations in your equity. Focus on whether what you are doing is right, not the random nature of any single trade's outcome. Richard Dennis, legend, legendary that, trader. That's big, man. I, I think that's such an important thing because you can get away with a sloppy trade if you execute it like garbage, but let's say you made a lot of money and you're, and you're focusing on the money, then you're, you're good. That's going to kind of mask over the fact that you're developing bad habits. And eventually those bad habits are, are going to bite you in the, the rear end. So, you know, I, I totally agree with that quote. A uh, quick side note, if anyone's yeah. interested, they have three different versions of this book. I think the first one was published in 1994. They're all available on Amazon too. Um, for like, you know, 13, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. The second version was 2012. And then the third one, which I actually don't have, I'm literally going to order it once we're done here. Cause I just, I'd like to always get the updated version on this, but that was uh, 2020. 
So if anyone's interested in Amazon, check it out, man. They're super good books. Yeah, actually, I linked them. I, if anyone follows the podcast, I spend uh, I, I, I'm a detailed oriented guy. So I, I, I go, I do I put in good work. So like, if you look at the show notes, I link, uh, I link the Amazon link to the books oh, as good. the book. You know, so you can just click the book, boom, you can go get it if you like, get it used, get the audio, whatever, you know, whatever works. But, um, yeah, maybe a couple minutes more over here. So, like, I think uh, I'm in the novice advice section, yeah. uh, Mike, because I think we could close it out there because probably people that are newer are going to be more interested in this book. Um, yeah, to touch upon, to add what you were saying, you know, if you, okay, so Brett Kovner, again, if you don't work very hard, it's extremely unlikely that you will be a good trader. And then McKay, I don't know his first name, he, puts, he says, never get, let a loser get out of hand. You want to be sure that you can be wrong 20 or 30 times in a row and have money in your account. Exactly what we, what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another Kovner quote, you have to be willing to make mistakes regularly. There's nothing wrong with it. Michael taught me about making your best judgment being wrong, making your next best judgment being wrong, making your third best judgment, and then doubling your money. Yeah. You know? Quick side note with that, like the concept of learning from your mistakes. So Ryan says one here, learn from your mistakes is the only way to become a successful trader. And, um, you know, I, I don't follow a lot of other traders, but I did see a video from, uh, from Ellis shout out to art of war, but oh, yeah, yeah. You know, talking about transparency because failure is how you learn. So we need to, we need to get this negative concept away from failure is bad. Now, if you don't learn from failure, then that, that is a failure, but all of those are learning points. So absolutely like learn from your mistakes because everyone loves to post, man, I'm killing it. You know, I made a ton of money today, et cetera, but you don't see as many posts about losing streaks or what people did to get out of losing streaks, you know? So we need to bring that to light because that that's a very important aspect. Like these guys are saying, it's okay to lose and you're going to, that's the business that you're in, but how you mentally prepare for that and handle it in recover is, is super important, you know? Yeah. Oh man. That's that's some good stuff, man. These uh, book book club things are going to be getting better and better, man. Yeah. I love them. They're, they're awesome, man. You hit some really good books. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of books. You know me, man. I got a, I got a collection over here. So I got to reread them because I yeah, don't want to look like an ass uh, when I right. go on the show and I don't know. And I forgot about it, you know? So, right. but usually from the books, I get like one or two key takeaways, but yeah. I want to, I, I want to revisit them in the, in the podcast. It's, have the takeaways, but also, you know, reinforce the book and we can re-listen to these, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. that's what's cool about it. But yeah, Mike, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, um, thanks for having me, man. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good to talk to you. Well, I'll see you, I'll see you in the morning tomorrow. Awesome. Sounds good, I'll bro. Later, man. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.com thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. 
Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.